This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Wednesday, it's Culture Corner Day, and we're just coming in with the Culture Corner a little bit earlier today. And it really is a cultural issue in terms of the assumed conventional, traditional balance of power in a family setup. I've often heard it said that, you know, a man is the head and the woman is the neck or whatever it is that people say about households. But those are just some of the normative values that have defined the relationship um, in an, a, a, a nuclear family setup culturally and actually across races as well, where men are assumed to be the head of the household because he is assumed to be the provider and breadwinner and therefore assumes the role of the authority figure in that household. Now, what do you do in a country where more and more homes are female-headed, more and more people are opting not to get married, and uh, many single women have become breadwinners. So the social dynamics are changing around us. And also with affirmative action laws where more women are taking on greater responsibilities at work, more women are graduating from universities and colleges, uh, increasing their prospects to earn more money. Um, What happens when a decision is taken that a man should stay home and keep the home fires burning and the woman will go out and work because her position uh, really creates a situation where she earns much more and extracts more value from her career. And it makes more sense for her to be the person who is working. Now, a survey... Um, conducted by the insurance company in Europe called Aviva, suggested that up to 1.4 million men in Great Britain uh, have become the primary carers of their children. And they are quitting their jobs to be stay-at-home house husbands. So we are very familiar with the term housewife. Even TV shows are called Housewives Of, and none of those women are housewives. They're all entrepreneur, entrepreneurs and running businesses. But anyway, there is a phenomenon called the house husband. And uh, over the years, the rate of increase has tripled with more and more men staying home to manage the home so that their women can go and pursue illustrious careers. Now, in a society that's very traditional, cultural, and patriarchal, how would that sit? How does it sit? And I know that it's happening out there, but I know that people aren't willing to admit that it's happening out there. So there's still a lot of social pressures that mean that we can't really even be open about the phenomenon of house husbands. But having said that, uh, a 2015 stat revealed that South African men are still mainly the heads of their households. Uh, So perhaps the trend is not kicking in fast enough in South Africa. But let's talk about it. Women working, men, husbands as uh, fathers looking after the household. How does it work? 
work. Ntlantla Zwani is a relationship coach who's going to talk to us about it. And we're also joined by Dr. Bianca Parry, who's the Program Director for Research at the Centre for Mediation uh, in Africa at the University of Pretoria. Dr. Parry, good morning. Good morning. And Ntlantla Zwani, good morning. Good morning. morning. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with the facts. Uh, Dr. Parry, it's definitely becoming more and more normalized in uh, parts of Europe, like Great Britain. But what does the picture look like in South Africa? It's it's a trend that is very progressively growing. So this is something that we perhaps aren't quite um, as reflective as Europe in terms of female breadwinner households, but it's definitely on the rise. And a lot of that can be seen um, in relation to, you know, the financial troubles we're having nowadays worldwide and in South Africa as well. Uh, The gendered pay gap means that women on average get paid about 35% less than men. And this is very similar in South Africa. And so it becomes cheaper for people to employ women than for men. And so you're dealing with high levels of unemployment for men and also women who are taking on the breadwinner role, but in a position where they're earning less than their husbands would have. Um, and it's generally not a, in South Africa, it's generally not a matter of choice. Uh, it's generally a matter of necessity for women to become the breadwinners for their home. And I mean, the complexity of South Africa, Dr. Perry, is that for whatever reasons, um, the number of marriages being registered is declining. So people are choosing not to get married. Uh, many women are raising their children on their own. So we've got a high incidence of single parent households. Maybe there is a partner, but, you know, officially in in the conventional sense, it's not happening. And so it almost stands to reason that many women would be self-actualizing, pursuing careers and working because the social makeup nowadays is such that she has to go and work. Absolutely. But, you know, in my research, what I found was that it wasn't uh, necessarily um, a choice of her own, you know, that she wanted to go out and work and, and be empowered Uh, oftentimes female breadwinners choose to be single. So they are in relationships with the fathers of their children, with their boyfriends, with husbands. But what happens is the conflict that them being a breadwinner creates within the home, specifically with gender division of labor, specifically Mm. with unpaid labor, taking up their time and their efforts while they're also trying to be the breadwinners, Mm. led to the disillusions of those relationships. And so that is why they're most often single. It Mm. is usually preceded by this instance of uh, conflict with a partner over unpaid labor and who earns the money, who takes care of the household, provides for the household. And the underpinnings of that are culture and patriarchy. So let's bring you in here, Ntlantla Zwani. Um, Although we're talking about people in uh, committed relationships within the form of marriage or a life partnership, but the context in South Africa, as Dr. Perry is describing, is one where men are still raised to believe that they are in charge, that they should have authority in the home. And playing that role means that a man is not willing to share household chores like washing dishes or changing nappies or even attending, you know, a parent's teacher's evening at school. And so with this shift in earning patterns, and yet those values are so deep-seated, how would this work, this house-husband thing in South Africa? Yeah, hey, it's a difficult one uh, to deal with, and uh, you, we have to be realistic. We have to look at the things uh, based on what they are. I like what uh, Dr. Perry is is bringing forth to say the economic scales are changing and things are changing, and it becomes 
what is amazing, cheaper to 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 hire women than men uh, because of obvious reasons. However, these things they they spill out to relationships. Relationships have got different needs and different um, what uh, purposes, you know, because they deal with also emotional things, spiritual things, and the issues of identity and all that, which people really need and battle with. So we have to go back and define the purpose of marriage because I think that will be a critical thing to say. If people are in a long-term relationship, how do they respond to these changes? Uh, I, I sit with so many men and I counsel with them who are unemployed to say, look, if your wife is bringing 100,000 in the house and you are bringing nothing, learn new skills now on how to grow that 100,000 and make it 200, 150,000. Mm. Meet up with other men who have made it in this world because the reality of the matter is that seeking employment in this day and age is becoming difficult. Mm. And we have to be creative in finding ways on how people make a living. Right. Okay, so I want to stay with you, Ndlandlazwane, uh, because all of those social interventions, uh, as valid as they are, will take a little bit of a while to kick in. The yeah. truth of the matter is that right now, more and more women are getting notices that say, congratulations, you've been promoted. Congratulations, you are the new executive director. Congratulations, you are the presenter of Power Talk. And mm. with that is social mobility. And what that woman is looking for is a partner at home who will help her manage the household and not necessarily financially, but emotionally. And that's why we're talking house husband is that if you're earning more money as a bank CEO, uh, there's no reason for your husband to be working. He could be doing more valuable things like being a present father, helping with the, you know, school run in the morning, taking Mm -hmm. kids to extramural activities and Mm -hmm. directing the affairs of the house, getting the groceries done. Um, And and it's it's men being willing to step up to that role. You know, in in the cycles where I live in, I see men responding very well to that. When you look around, you see many it's a different scene altogether where you see men dropping off their kids mm. uh, to uh, nazar schools to schools fetching them we never used to see this before mm-hmm. so men are slowly but surely coming in into this world where it was previously deemed as the female roles right mm. however when we deal with this issue we must deal with it on both ends because even the woman with a new power, new influence, new role, they still have to be empowered on how to operate in that role in a way that is not toxic to their relationship. Because when a relationship is now based on who is bringing money, it is deemed to fail already. Mm. Okay. How it, if the relationship is based on saying of two people who are saying, look, we are committing ourselves to face these changes together mm. and we are willing to adapt at any given time and we don't allow these roles to be our identity. That marriage stands a chance. Okay. Dr. Perry, uh, Ndanta Zwani is raising a few things. 
power dynamics in a relationship when yeah. money comes into play and it could and it could exist in either side because we see wealthy men and the kind of control that they wield in their relationships and so we're talking a reversal of roles here so it's power dynamics when money becomes a variable and then secondly it's the evolution of gender roles i don't know where you'd want to begin to help us understand i think it's it's important to realize that gender roles are evolving like everything else in our lives in society it's evolving and it's evolving faster and faster the more we are able to readily access information so this is happening but the problem is is that women have taken this up much quicker and with much more enthusiasm so they're willing to go out there and work they're willing to be female breadwinners they're willing to be executives men have been a little bit slower on taking up the other side of it which has traditionally been the gender division of labor mm. the unpaid labor mm. the mental load the cooking the cleaning the care work men have been slower to take this up they seem to have an idea that this is somehow a woman's work so this is leading to a lot of conflict in relationships and in fact we found that unfortunately in female breadwinner homes it actually leads to an increase of gbv or gender based violence Mm -hmm. So it doesn't lead to a more egalitarian or more equal footing in the house where both people have adapted their identities. Mm -hmm. The woman now becomes the breadwinner, the uh, uh, husband or father becomes the house husband, mm -hmm. as you describe him. That isn't happening on an equal playing field. In fact, men are finding it very, very challenging and difficult to take on that role. And, and, why, are they, the, and why are they finding it difficult? It's because in, in what we found in our study, the main reason is is that it is seen to be women's work. And it is seen to be women's work in a disempowered way. It is not an empowering form of work because it's unpaid. So because it's an unpaid labor that women spend much of their time doing, taking care of the children, cooking, cleaning, that is not paid. And so anything that isn't paid isn't seen as valuable in our society, in our capitalist society mm -hmm. that we, most of us live in. We don't see that as a valuable commodity. Mm -hmm. And because of that historical, you know, dis disempowering of women through this unpaid labor, men don't see power in taking this up because it's unpaid. Where's the value in it? Okay. So we've never valued it. And so if we've never valued it, how is anyone taking right. this up now going to want to value it? Right. And Tantas yeah. I want to bring you in here. Firstly, it's the fact that we're even going to try to attach a value to raising our children and, you know, managing our households, paid labor, unpaid labor in the household. So already uh, I, where I'm sitting, I'm thinking that's where one of the complexities comes in. Yes, of course. I like what uh, Dr. is saying here, because at the end of the day, what causes anyone pain is the meaning they attach to whatever activity is happening in their lives. Mm. So when you attach uh, pain, as a meaning of your success, your, uh, the, you, are, you are attributing it to your right to have power and control and rule, mm. you are going to fail. And mm. it's very important that these definitions are understood by both genders, mm. both women and men, because the flip side on the, of the coin is that when women are, are taking on these roles as, as they are quick to lead and take all these things, mm. they still define bringing money the same way men defines it mm. as a right to now control and, 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 and be treated as kings. Whereas in a committed mm. relationship, that's not supposed okay. to be like that. It's not supposed to be like that. So my point is, both male and female must understand 
the role of paying the same way. Okay. Because if I raise, if I stay home, and I, I bring values in my son's life and my daughter's life, and, mm-hmm. and I bring them and give them a sense of identity, I, I help them to develop right. emotionally and otherwise, I am still bringing some economic value okay. because later in life these kids will be feeding us. Yeah. So we have to look at it from a broader perspective. Okay. Dr. Bianca Parry, uh, I know you've done extensive work, research, quantitative research on this area of study, uh, normative study. And I want to know to what extent do views from society, social pressures come into play here? Because I can tell you, certainly the, the world I live in, Uh, And it might not be representative of the world everybody else lives in. But I know that to come in there and be a husband who doesn't work is not going to sit very well. I can't imagine my husband telling my mother that he doesn't work and expect to be taken seriously. And I think that's that's the trap that we fall into once again, adhering strictly to, to gender roles. Um, And also that trap of only valuing things when they are paid. Yes, it's important, obviously, to be paid. We all have to live. But there are many things that we do in life that aren't paid that are very valuable. To love one another, to respect one another, and be kind to one another. That is a valuable thing to experience. And we can't just monetize everything in our lives. So as, as we move into this new era of new relationships and new formulations, we need to start valuing things that aren't necessarily just monetized. We need to value the raising of children, the raising of the next generation, the hardest job in the world. Whether it's a man or a woman, that is a very valuable job and it needs to be recognized and to be valued and to give some power back into that. So it's not just you're staying at home, you're not doing anything, you're not earning a living, you're not taking care of me. It's you're taking care of my children. You're helping us to raise the next generation of South Africans who are going to make this a better country. And look at the value in that. The unpaid labor, the difficult part behind that, nobody enjoys that. But then again, cooking, cleaning, these are not things that have been assigned to to women by biology. We don't enjoy doing these things. It's by society. And we need to realize that these need to be completed in order to do important things like raise children. But but in as much as a relationship between a man and a woman can evolve, Dr. Parry, the society has to evolve as well. And, you know, what we're talking about, you know, in as much as it's a utopia, it's still not the reality on the ground. And I think we can't shy away from what the socio-normative reality is. Is it an idea that can really translate in today's South Africa, this idea of a house husband? It's, a, it's yes. an incredibly difficult question to, to answer. Yeah. Um, okay, Dr. Ndadizwani, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say it, it, it is coming, but it's going to take time. And also, we remember, uh, if you can think 20 years back, uh, we spoke all over the radios and TV and everywhere, speaking and condemning men for not taking responsibility for their children. Today, when you can check, we are hearing less and less of the stories of men who are not taking. Now men feel ashamed for not taking responsibility. Mm, mm. So we have more men now who want to come up in the courts. Now we have women who are making it impossible for the men to participate in their lives because of the broken relationship. So we have mm. different dynamics. So the, the issue I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with is to say, let us not uh, panic. Let's keep on 
talking, keep yeah. on counseling, keep on building these things into our education system, right. into our culture, and build them in as long as everybody has the same understanding okay. of where we want to go. I would like for us, if possible, and beg your indulgence to continue after the headlines with you, Ndantla Zwani, a relationship coach, and with you, Dr. Bianca Parry, uh, a program director for research for the Center of Mediation in Africa at the University of Pretoria. Uh, Sammy, we see you after the news. Power Talk, the Culture Corner. Yes, an extended culture corner today, tapping into, you know, a sensitive area of cultural evolution, uh, supported actually by research being done by the University of Pretoria and perhaps other uh, institutions in the world, looking at the world we live in in 2023. It's not just changing at BRICS level or USA-Russia level, it's changing amongst us, how we interact who we're becoming as a nation, you know, and tomorrow we'll be reflecting on um, 29 years of freedom and what that freedom looks like and who we've become. And I know one of the things that really for me is quite startling is whom I've been allowed to become as a young South African woman, because the woman I am is not the woman society would have allowed my mother to be, I'm not even going to say my grandmother, my own mother. Simple thing like my mother walking into a, a bank to buy a car. She needed the permission of my father. I tell the story often because I witnessed it with my two eyes. I would never need to ask any man for his permission to buy a car. Oh, no. So things do change. And as society changes, what are the roles of men and women? Because Society is changing around us socially, regulatory-wise, but culture, is it making the evolutionary shift? And so one of those is more and more women working for whatever reasons means they're spending more and more time at the office. Could they ask their partners to swap roles and say, you work a nine-to-five job, so it's easier for you to be home and cook supper because I'm working you know, flexible, long hours. And when that couple have that conversation and come to an agreement, the rest of us bystanders, how do we come in and influence the dynamic? Because we come in as relatives, as neighbors and say, ha, and it becomes a whole new thing. And so the conversation we're having here is across the world, we're seeing more and more men uh, taking paternity leave, quitting their jobs, staying home to be what are called house husbands. So even the language is changing. It was quite common to talk about housewives. What about house husbands? And I refer to the fact that earlier on there's a TV show, Housewives of, there's that franchise, Housewives of Beverly Hills, Durban, Johannesburg is coming in May by my girl Sonia Mbele. Yay, shout out to Sompis. But half of these women aren't housewives, technically. They're entrepreneurs, you know. So even that's a miss. Noma. And so we are reimagining and talking about what we're likely to see in South Africa with Ntlantla Zwani, who's a relationship coach, and Dr. Bianca Parry, who's a program director for research at the Center for Mediation in Africa at the University of Pretoria. Babu Zwani, I'm going to start with you because I really don't think I'm making stuff up when I say more and more we're seeing women entering the workplace. In fact, we're told that 40% of formal employment is now uh, positions held by women across the spectrum, 
entry level, middle management, executive level, a couple of CEOs. And in the informal sector, believe it or not, 80% of those small businesses in the informal trade are run by women. So women are out there earning money for their families and, you know, striving to do just that. And they need help and support. And they should be getting that support from their partners, uh, probably do in some way, but society would judge. And it's that judgment that I'd like us to focus on. Yeah, uh, there's nothing new under the sun, Derek. Uh, when you you look at our culture, you want what if you want to understand the setup of any culture, you look at their language, you look at how they they identify and speak about things. In Zulu, we have inkosi nkosi gazi. Yeah, that tells us that there was equality from long ago. Mm. It, 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 we, this thing to say women are subservient to men, mm. it, it's foreign to African thought. Okay. Because we understood our different roles and differences at the equal footing, not mm. at the hierarchical way. We, it, that's, not an, that's not how an African think and view. So the point I'm making is that it is possible to co-lead mm. in a home. Mm. And once you are wise, like for instance, you have made a statement to say women are out there making money for their, for their uh, families. Mm. Yes. However, you can look at the same thing from a different perspective and say women are working out there making a difference in their society because they are contributing by their with mm. their skills and mm. ability and their development as mm. women mm. and they are making the economy of the country country to be stable and if we think along those lines and stop individualizing it to a single household mm. we will have a great a greater appreciation of this thing. I do even However, like what you're saying, Babu Zwani, just to interject there. You know, even I, 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 I so I'm a, I'm a half Zulu, everybody knows that. But I, I love the fact that, you know, most of Zulu women don't describe a husband as a husband. They say, Wengan, yeah, Wengan. Exactly. So he's always been the co parent. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Even when you get married to a particular family, you don't lose your family. We still refer you as your servant, Umakatebelo, mm. even though you are a Zwane now. Mm. But we still call you Umakatebe because we recognize your uniqueness, mm. your, 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 your plan, where you come from. Mm. And we appreciate that you are here with us to add value in this house mm. as we grow and expand. Mm. But we are losing those values because we have now made money the center. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Okay. We have made money the decider. To okay. say you, I, I remember when I was going through a, a, a divorce in, with my first marriage, and when when we were having a family uh, a meeting, I was not working, and my ex-wife was was expressing the fact that I'm not married, therefore she's overwhelmed, and I wanted to make contribution, and the mother-in-law says, "What are you going to say because you are not working?" And I was like, "That's not the decider." Mm. The fact that um, we are partners, we have made a decision to do life together, I have equal right, even whether I'm working or not, mm. to, to contribute as to how we are moving forward as a family. Can, I don't want to belabor this point, but I, can I ask you, if you will, to just go into that emotional place for us, Babu Zwani, and tell me as a South African man, at that point in your point in your 
where you were not working and your relationship was in trouble. How were you feeling? Were you feeling emasculated, belittled? And was it just from your partner and her family? Was it society at large? Because this is what I'm grappling with, is to say two people can make a decision at home. <laughs> it's when you walk out of those gates. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. You see, fortunately for me, I had a, a community of believers and who supported the cause that I, 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 I had conviction on. Mm. It's unfortunate that that marriage ended in divorce. Mm. However, the community of people that I lived with mm. understood that our identity is not in our ability to produce results. Mm. Our identity comes from God and somewhere else. Mm. That belief system helps me and my community. Today I'm working, today I'm empowering, I'm empowering other men, and, 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 and the mm. list goes on. Why? Because of different factors, the society, the community okay. I belonged in and, and the belief system I embraced and resisting mm. to, uh, okay. for, for, for money to be my identity, right. that helps me to go through. Dr. Parry, I know yours is an academic study, but I'd also like to tap into your social uh, experiences, right? Now, South Africa is a plural a multiracial, multi-ethnic community. And that means divergent cultures, even within this nationhood. And I somehow suspect, and you can tell us empirically if this is true, that, you know, an Englishman or an Afrikaans man choosing to be a house husband and me walking into your house and your husband is standing in the kitchen making a pasta would look like a perfectly normal thing. Not in a traditional African household, and I'm going to say outside of the city, maybe in the township, perhaps in the rural areas. I can't see a man wearing an apron and, you know, baking bread. And that looks like it's a fully reasonable sight for anybody who's observing that. Well, the study that I did, although it was a small study, was a very diverse study. So we had female breadwinners speaking to us that stemmed from the so-called urban areas of Gauteng, mm-hmm. and then the more rural areas of Mpumalanga. Mm-hmm. And so there was quite a diversity in the, in the women that were speaking to us who were female breadwinners. We had doctors and lawyers. We had domestic workers and waitresses. We had secretaries. So we had women from all walks of life, from all races. And I was very much like you when I went into the study. I was expecting to see, well, you know, a more Eurocentric perspective, mm. a more modern perspective amongst the white or the English Afrikaans mm. uh, communities. But actually, these same issues, these same issues with men struggling to take on roles as house husbands was universal. It was across wow. all these different races, all these different cultures, all these different languages, religious orientations. So it was actually quite a unifying factor for all of these women, this idea of unpaid labor. And I'm going to hark back on here again, as, we, as we've been discussing, as we've monetized things and we've put power behind the money, mm. we have devalued the unpaid labor. And mm. people do not want to take on roles that they feel are unpowered. And we have yeah. only made these roles unpowered through a capitalist system in our, you know, in, our, in our world. We have only made being a mother, being a father, taking care of the home to be unvalued because it's unpaid. 
um, in a society mm-hmm. ourselves. Okay. And that's a sh- social order that we have installed. But these women across the board, most of them were divorced. Most of them were single because their husbands, their partners, the father of their children just could not reconcile the idea of taking on unpaid labor in the home while his wife um, or, or girlfriend uh, earned the money and provided. Okay. Let's get some views from our listeners. Uh, Sammy, you've been holding on for a while. Please have your say. Good morning, Lerato and Dr. Piran, Dr. Zwani. Uh, I'm just going to be specific about what I'm going to say. Uh, Dr. Perry says that when it comes to men becoming the house husband and the woman going to work, women are more adaptable to this issue and men are resistant. I'm going to say that's not, touch- that's not totally true. Because if you listen to black women specifically, you read magazines that are black, directed at black women mm-hmm. and colored women, they will tell you that there's no way on earth that I'm going to take care of a man. And if I'm going to take care of a man, she needs to know that I'm the boss. And also, I've lived in Cape Town. I've been part of the CPF. In Cape Town, majority of the breadwinners there is women. Mm. It's been like that for ages, even mm. during apartheid. Mm. And I've witnessed how these wives treat their men in public. There's an incident in particular in 2018 where this woman was beating up this Sukhis husband inside the pig and pig, telling him that... that I'm the boss of the house. I'm the one who makes the buying decisions. In most communities that, are, that I've worked in, and I've witnessed this. So, Dr. Perry saying that women are more adaptable to this issue mm. and more, more, men are more resistant. I'm saying that's not totally true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Those, you know, that's anecdotal. That's your evidence. She's also got evidence, which is empirically, can, it's backed up. So, you know, we're all seeing different things and we're talking somewhere between, you know, the research, social experiences and the truth is somewhere in between. But what I can say from this is what I'm saying, the world I live in, it might not be scientific, is not a world that is fully comfortable with this idea of men who can't take care of their families. It doesn't mean it's not happening And it doesn't mean that people aren't in relationships where they are making this kind of decision. But I know within the broader social setup, it's not comfortable. So you and your husband may have decided it, but it's a hard sell to your family. It's a hard sell to the neighbors. It's a hard sell to the friends. And that's why I'm saying, (laughs) you know, what does the evolution really look like? Gino, good morning. Uh, Good morning, ma'am and the panel. Um, I grew up in this sort of set up where my mom is the breadwinner and mm. my dad was the stay at home. So they've sort of made it easy for me to um, sort of um, see this as a norm. I do admire the relationship that they have built. I feel like they've worked on the fundamentals and what have you. However, this is not the set, sort of setup that I would like to be in because I've seen how my dad was at times in situations where he didn't have a choice but to sort of go with what was being proposed. So I got the sense that being in this sort of position sort of limits your power as a man. It sort mm-hmm. of limits um, your, you know, your, your authority. And being in this sort of setup is one of the reasons or one of the fuels that I have to become an mm-hmm. industry leader because even though... Um, I, I don't have a problem with doing like what is perceived to be female chores or whatever. I 
I'm of the view that for me to do those right. things, I have to be financially secure. I need to do them from a right. from a position of security and not a position of I have to do it. Yeah. And also, the other thing is that the unemployment situation in South Africa sort of, yeah. you know, puts people in situations where, they, where, where that is just the norm. Right. Because as the panel has rightfully put it out, that women are actually doing the most than yeah. guys are. So yeah. I think that um, we need to find a way around it. Right. But I'm just encouraging the guys out there to pick up their socks and to start working. Right. Do you know, I don't want to belabor this. Um, and, and I love the testimony you have of the mutual respect between your mom and your dad. And but it's still influenced you in a particular way. And you say there were situations where my father couldn't exercise his authority because he didn't have the means. So I guess that means there's a decision to re-roof the house. So if your mother's going to go with ex-contractor, your father can't really say much about it because she's the one who's paying. She knows what the budget is. So that's what you mean by limiting the power. But are you aware, Gino, that for the longest time, that's how women have lived? Is that is that for the longest time, women have not had a say at the table because they had no income. So if she wants her child to go to a particular school, she can't say anything about it because she's not paying the school fees. So I'm not saying tit for tat. I'm saying what you are feeling is what women have been feeling for centuries. No, I, I, I don't take anything away from that, right? But my point is that for, for me as a guy, it's 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 not it's not something that I'm like okay with, you know. Mm. I, I I take nothing away from from women's struggle. That point is very valid, but personally, that's not like a position mm. I would like to find myself in. Okay. And Dr. Perry, here in comes the social variable. Is you know for whatever reasons that people you know make these choices, there's still something called society and perceptions that's come into play. And uh, Gino adds a very important dimension. The high unemployment rate in South Africa at over 33% uh, means that, or over 32%, means that many men are going to find themselves, unfortunately, tragically, in a position where they're struggling to have a permanent job. And so this is now a reality that men are having to face whether they choose it or not. Absolutely. And, and that unfair gender pay gap that I was already alluding to, the 35% that women earn less than men for doing the exact same job, mean that a lot more people will try to cut costs by hiring women if they can. Um, and women are always hired in the, in, in the lowest paid sectors uh, of society. So this phenomenon is not going to change. And so we need to try and adapt and figure out a way where all parties involved can amicably move on and be in committed relationships and find value in each other and the work that they do. Mm. We are in no way advocating for women <laughs> to go out and become breadwinners and now to become power hungry and you know mm. want to control everyone in their lives. I don't advocate for men to do that either. We want people to become equal partners. As the life coach has been saying, this is something that needs to be within a relationship. We need to reconsider what mm. money actually means to us. Is it the power mm. or is the power the space of respect, mm. the space of love, the space of caring for one another? Where are we finding value and, 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 and yeah. power as a society? Because yeah. it's quite sad to see how much it is monetized. Yes, money yeah. puts food on the table. I will never say that it doesn't. But there are many other things in a relationship, in a family that are also very, very, very important. It's very important what you're saying because this is what spurred on the blesser culture in South Africa. 
so many things are now transactional. You know, fagi maluzobona. That's sort of where we're at. Hi, Lerato. With regards to the issue of house house husbands, well, I'm not a house husband, but I have taken over a lot of um, the motherly or what society has deemed to be motherly duties. You know, um, I take care of the kids most of the time, pickups, drop-offs, school meetings. Uh, bath time, feeding, uh, everything, and my wife does it when she's there. But I don't really mind, you know. Uh, I just don't want to be a house husband. I lay on his own cooler. I do work, but uh, my wife is the higher earner between the two of us. But I, house husband, I have a fit. I. No, a man must work, even if it's not for for much, but a man must work. Yeah, and I think you're echoing Gino's sentiments. Is It's fine to take on those household chores if you will it, if you're able to do it, but not because you've been, um, I'm going to say in inverted commas, relegated to it. It shouldn't be circumstance. It should be choice. And Ntantla uh, Zwane, that keeps coming up. Your views yeah. is that men yeah. don't mind changing yeah. nappies and making bottles and even cooking the meals. And times even dads cook better than the moms. But yeah. it's not. Yeah. It shouldn't be a sense of a power shift in the relationship with mommy. That's the point that we've been driving uh, since the show started. Because the greatest chefs in the world are men. <laughs> so yeah. So at the end of the day, it, it goes back to how we define money and, and what kind of a meaning have we put in, uh, in in the money. Because money can buy you a, a bed, but it can't bring you sleep. Mm. Uh, so we have to understand that when two people are committed to do life together, mm. they share everything mm. and they negotiate everything mm. and they, they, they help each other to grow, to fight life. And they must put themselves in a position where they believe within themselves that nothing will overcome them. Even if it has to change gender roles for them to survive, they will do it. That is a thriving marriage. But once you are limited to these roles and you are defined by them, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm listening to this version you know, where the guy says he does not want to be a, a house or a husband. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if life puts you there? What if you come to a place where COVID showed us flames? Mm. Uh, it showed us that we have to rely on one salary, on one income. Some, they had to lose mm. all their income. They had to readjust how they do life. Mm. So you must not put yourself in categories. Just mm. believe that you can do life. Mm. And there are things that are fun when they're done by women. And there are mm. things that are fun when they're okay. done by men. Yeah. Let us not lose that. There's... Yeah. there's joy in that but it it can easily be abused yeah okay so i think the point is you know we've got to really start evaluating why many relationships have become you know transactional or have placed money at the center of what should be a, 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 a relationship of dignity respect and mutual support and if we took money out of the equation would there still be that dignity respect and mutual support and i think this 
breadwinner mindset applies even to, you know, how we help support and love our parents and extended families. You know, you can't be lording it over them. It's a, some things are gestures of love and we should remember what a gesture of love looks like. Yeah. Dr. Bianca Perry, final words from you. So we can talk in circles, but what did the research reveal unequivocally about where South Africa's going in the evolution of these gender roles and whether or not in our near future house husbands is going to be a normal phenomenon? I think it, it wasn't it wasn't heartening. It wasn't positive. Um, it, it led to a path of separation of families, of a disintegration of families. Um, I am fully for letting go of these <laughs> labels that we put on ourselves, female breadwinner, male breadwinner, let us come together as families and support one another, as you say, in dignity and respect. And let's move forward in that because men leaving behind the breadwinner role and women taking on the breadwinner role is not making positive families either. It's still leading to conflict. It's still leading to unequal power dynamics. Mm-hmm. So I would say in my plan, let's leave those roles behind. Let's focus on what is important in relationships. Uh, thank you so much to you both, Coach Ntlantla Zwani, and to you, Dr. Bianca Perry, Program Director for Research at the Center for Mediation in Africa, University of Pretoria. I think, you know, every time I host the Culture Corner, I'm just recognizing a few things. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And yet when they do change, it's leaps. South Africa's making leaps. It's not, you know, small, incremental shifts. And I think this is one of those inflection points in gender relations in the country. And the more honest the conversations are, and we bring dignity back to the center, I think the more we can, you know, come up with a more structured way of allowing evolution around us. It's been the Wednesday edition of Power Talk. Thank you so much for choosing us. In a short while, it's the precious Barbie, Nyaka Lotefo. She's out there looking fly and going to read us the news in a very competent way over to you you've been listening to a power 98.7 podcast for more podcasts visit power 987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts